the, the biggest pet peeve of mine in this entire industry, what I hate, and hate's a strong word, but I really do strongly dislike it. The only way to lose in this game is if you if you just quit. And so quitting is probably the worst strategy I've ever heard of. Hello, fabulous person, Beate Chalet here, the growth architect. Welcome back to the Business Growth Architect Show, where we bring you cutting edge business strategies from some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs, business transformation experts and visionaries who want to help you to scale your impact. Look for one tangible strategy that you can take back and implement right away. And now back to our guest. And hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is your host, Beate Chalet, with another episode for the Business Growth Architect Show. And today I have an excellent, outstanding guest. His name is Akbar Sheikh. And I hope I didn't butcher your last name, because if I did, then you're just going to correct me in your own introduction. And Akbar is going to introduce himself. So tell us, what do we need to know about you? Introduce myself. How would one introduce themselves? Let me think. Well, I'm an entrepreneur with a concentration of helping others make more so they can give more to their families, communities, and favorite charities, hence making the world a better place. We figured out a couple of strategies that when we've installed in our, our clients' businesses, all different niches all over the world, all different stages, they've collectively done uh, over $50 million. Yeah, that's about it. I like to, I, I really like to like to, to leave a note that you know you can never go poor by giving. I love that. And I'm, and we, we definitely going to be diving into that because a lot of times I think people, when they talk about strategy, they think that strategy is something sort of really hardcore that is designed on paper. So let's talk about what does strategy mean to you and your business and the way you run your life and your work? Uh, it, it's very, very, very important big surprise to have a strategy. You know, it's interesting. It's like, I mean, I'll just, I'll give you, I know this is not about cryptocurrency or anything, but I'll give you kind of a, a cryptocurrency strategy of mine, for example, sake. You know, one of my strategies is I'll go into a coin. For example, I did this today. I had a coin called Flux, F-L-U-X. And what I do is I go in there and I wait for it to double. So let's just say I'll just use round numbers. So let's just say I put a thousand dollars in there. I'll wait for it to go to $2,000. Then I will take $1,000 out, all the profit, and I'll do something else with that. Usually, in my case, I reinvest all of it. I put it into another coin I like or what have you. And then that other $1,000 that was in flux, the original, I let that just sit long term. And I, I let it just sit there and I don't touch it. So that's my strategy. And I, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's my strategy one of my strategies is cryptocurrency. Why it's important to have a strategy, peace of mind, because anxiety is created with a lack of clarity. Because now you see, like I, I looked at my account and I saw full flux is, is more than double. What do I do here? Do I sell? Do I buy? Create confusion. And now I'm not, I don't have clarity where I can build, I can develop. So as an entrepreneur, we need to protect our mental game. We need to make sure that we're in a state, a good mental state, and we're not like confused. The worst feeling as an entrepreneur is to be like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, what am I supposed to do now? So to have that strategy and plan gives clarity, which gives confidence. And confidence, you see, it, it, it's, it's a whole ecosystem. Because having confidence is extremely important. I'll use I'll use that same crypto example. You know, if I'm not too confident in in, in something because I don't know about it, because I don't have a strategy about it, you know, maybe I'll put a thousand bucks in it. Well, it doubled. Well, 
great. Okay, I made two thousand. So I mean, like, who cares? Like, so what? I made a thousand bucks. But if I'm confident in it and had a strategy which gave me confidence, now maybe I could put ten thousand into it. Now I double. Now I made ten thousand dollars. Do you see what I'm saying? And I'm just giving an example. But yeah, I mean, we can go on and on and on. But strategies is essential. Otherwise, you're going to be spinning wheels. You're going to be hustling. You're going to be in a state of anxiety and a lack of clarity. I mean, it's it's essential for for peaceful growth. I like that strategy is essential for peaceful growth. I that that's one I have not heard. I have not heard yet. Like that. I like that one. Yeah, you got to write that down yourself and reuse that. Yeah. So now looking into what you do and how you help a lot of coaches and people in in the coaching industry in all kinds of different areas to really make a much larger impact with their work. So what's your favorite strategy? Like if I wake you up at like three o'clock in the morning and say, Akbar, come on, what's, what's, what's the number one thing that I need to do, everybody needs to do? What's your favorite strategy? You know, the truth is my favorite strategy is, is how do I word this? I don't want to say it's not, it's to not give up, but I want to say, again, I don't know if this is appropriate or not, but I'm going to keep kind of keep going to, to blockchain analogies, but are you familiar with like NFTs? Yes. So I, I got into NFTs and I was naturally attracted to it because I used to collect baseball cards as a kid and I got my butt kicked in NFTs. I've put, I put like five figures into a project and it went worthless overnight I was scammed for thousands of dollars. I mean, I, I, 90 plus percent of the projects I bought into went to nothing. I mean, spending lots and lots and lots of money and stuff and it going to nothing. And it's a tough world. But I kept learning about it. I kept learning from it. And my strategy was to keep learning and to learn from those mistakes and to not give up. And now, for example, like I just bought, you know, a bunch of NFTs, you know, for those, hopefully you guys, I'll put it to this way, you know, for like 200 bucks, this is one example, like a bunch of, like imagine a bunch of NFTs, like my buddy got a hundred of them for $200 each. And now, you know, a week or two weeks later, they're worth $2,000 each, went up a thousand percent in two weeks. And that, so it was a big hit for me. It was a big, it was a big win, but that never would have happened if I were like most people didn't have the strategy, didn't learn from it, gave up. You know, it, it, it's so true. It's it's so true. You're really in, in business as well. I know this is not a crypto show. I keep talking about crypto, but as you can tell, it's a hobby of mine as of late. But in business, you're really only one or two moves from great success, meaning one awesome campaign, one awesome, you know, call Black Friday sale, one awesome offer. You know, you're really your whole life can change with one or two re- moves, but that's not going to happen if you're not learning from your mistakes and then and you give up. The the biggest pet peeve of mine in this entire industry, what I hate and hate's a strong word, but I really do strongly dislike it. The only way to lose in this game is if you if you just quit. And so, quitting is probably the worst strategy I've ever heard of. You know, I think this ties really nicely in something that I always tell my clients. I say, you can't give up before the gift happens. And, you know, and I think this is exactly what you're talking about is that the comparison that I give is like you walk into a dark room, but you know, there's a switch. Yeah. You know, there is a switch. Yeah. Right. I like that. I might, I might, you like that. Yeah. It's like, so, 
you know it's there. And so you you can throw yourself on the ground and throw a temper tantrum. Yeah. Or you can crawl around on all fours yeah. and see where that where that light switch yeah. kind yeah. of might be and turn the thing on. That's a good one. Can I uh do I have permission to steal that one? Go ahead. You have my permission to steal oh, that. Okay. Yes. Very good. No, I'm gonna use that. That's really it's it's so accurate, you know. I want to give a caveat though. Sometimes in certain other situations, you do have to give up. Like I, I used to be in a terrible marriage and I kept trying and trying and trying and trying to make it work. And I tried for years longer than I should have tried, but that's a little different because you're not completely in, in a business. You're kind of in a way in a business, you're kind of completely in control in a way. Well, no, 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 I'm sorry. Understand this, the concept of marriage I didn't give up on, but that particular I don't want to call it an offer or a project, but that particular relationship, it was definitely a way overdue for me to give up on. Similarly, like you might be beating up an offer in your business and it's just not working. Dude, move on, do another offer, you know, but don't give up that offers on the concept of offers. They work. That light switch is there, but you know, it's okay to, it's okay to pivot. It's okay to, it's okay to move on from an offer as long as, you know, you don't just stop trying altogether. I love that. I think that, you know, so, so for our audience, let me just recap that. So I think there's two pieces here. So number one is perseverance and really recognizing that a lot of your ideas are good ideas. It just might not be in the right context yet. And so to refine the offer and to refine the pieces of it until you get the results. That is a given because not all of our ideas are great. I mean, I had great ideas. You know, I <laughs> I decided I was going to launch an ebook company to do coffee table books on on e- as ebooks, right? Which is in in theory a really brilliant idea. It's just that I would never walk into your house, Akbar, and look at your iPad on the coffee table and say, "Hey, can I look at the coffee table books on your iPad?" I mean, that's just ridiculous. That's not something how you would do. So I had to get to the point where say ebooks aren't generally a good idea, but coffee table books as ebooks are a horrible idea. So yeah. that didn't work. So it doesn't mean that the idea in general is bad. It may mean that your perception or your interpretation of this idea or this particular business business idea might be about you and not about what your customer, what your customer really wants. So have I have I recapped that somewhat correctly? Yeah, I think so. I think you did a great job. Okay, excellent. So a personal question. So you have said earlier to me that you are very focused on helping other people to make an impact and making the world better. You said that in your introduction. So this is the part of the interview where I want to go personal because what's it about? Is it about money? Is it about impact? Is it about both? Definitely both, no doubt. Impact first. And at the end of the day, man, it's like, you know, I was going to leave this industry, actually. I just been doing it for a while. I've, I've done, I think, most things that you can accomplish, you know, with, you know, all the typical kind of stuff people do in this industry, you know, the TEDx talk, the best-selling book, the podcasts, the books, the speaking on stage, the getting clients, tons of results, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, I've done a lot here, you know. Maybe maybe I'm just ready to move on, and I was like almost there. <laughs> but then, like a client of mine just had the most amazing story in the entire world. Her name is Michelle, and 
her child is autistic and couldn't speak. And the doctor said, well, kids are, your kid's not going to be able to speak. And she refused to believe that in true entrepreneurial fashion. So she developed her own system to teach her child how to speak. Not only did she teach her kid how to speak, but ended up singing as well. Then Michelle took our frameworks that teach how to build a business. And she got a six-figure trophy from us. And she helped families all over the world take their autistic child and help them speak for the first time. And to me, that was the most, in my career, that is the most beautiful story I think I've ever heard of as far as success stories. And it just kind of melted me. And I'm like, you know what? All right, man, we got to go out there and just go get a bunch more Michelles. Because I'm like, to me, I'm like, that's impact. I'm like, that's cool. So yeah, it's, it's definitely both. You know, on the financial side, it's good. I've always been very fiscally irresponsible, truth be told. I, I need to probably focus on that this year just to kind of set things up maybe a little bit better because I think it's, I think it's our God-given responsibility, frankly speaking. I've just done a, kind of a piss-poor job at that. But I did start with nothing. So there's a little bit of a curve when you kind of start from nothing and you don't, you know, you have to learn a lot of these things. You know, some people are born and they were raised in a particular environment where they know how to manage money and they know they come from big business. And that, and that wasn't me. So I had to kind of learn a lot of these things, you know, the hard way. So yeah, man, I mean, definitely impact first, making revenues important too, so that so that you can make more impact, really. So it's kind of a kind of an entire ecosystem. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you know, one one great answer I had in one of my interviews is somebody said, Well, it depends where you are in your entrepreneurial journey, because you can't really make an impact unless you have the money down to some extent. I I really, you know, very respectfully disagree with that. And I think that's a very big misconception. And that's kind of what my TEDx talk was about. A lot of people say, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to donate when I make it, uh, when I make it big, or sorry, I'm going to give back when I make it big. And what I'm saying is you're not going to be able to make it big unless you give. Unless you give. And here's the thing. I mean, I, I think that's a very unhealthy way to look at things. Truthfully speaking, it doesn't matter. Your $5 might have more blessings and meaning if I was to give $5,000. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is that whatever you have, you give. So you only have a dollar, I don't care, give it. You don't have a dollar, fine, give time. You don't have time, fine, give somebody a smile, make somebody feel good, say something nice to somebody. Don't ever wait to give. Don't ever think that, oh, when I make it big, then I'll give. Don't ever think that that's a very, very, with all due respect, not talking to you, of course, but that's a that's really a, a whisper from the devil, that the devil's told to people this complete lie and fabrication because the devil doesn't want you to do anything good. So he'll tell you, he'll convince you these other things. Oh, yeah, yeah, wait a while, you know, wait till you make it and then wait, wait further down the journey. And then, and then you, and then, you know, and again, whoever said that, I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying it's a common thing that some, it's a very, Unfortunately, a lot of people have that thought in their mind. It's not your fault. It, it is from the devil. It, it is not a healthy thing. And it's, it's, it's not true. And I say it with love. You can never, ever, ever go poor by giving. Let me give you a very, very, very recent example. Today is Monday. I don't know whenever we're recording this on a Monday. Yesterday was Sunday where I am in, in Dallas. Recently, like just recently, somebody kind of came up to me and they said they're getting evicted and they need help with their rent. And I, frankly, I didn't know the person. I, they made a whole video. They made a whole GoFundMe page. And I watched a few minutes of it. And it was very sincere. And 
I was like, wow, this person really needs help. And they're really putting it all out there. And they have a whole GoFundMe page. And, you know, they, they worked really hard on that GoFundMe page, by the way. A lot of people, they just throw something up and there's nothing there. But they worked really, really hard on that page. And I paid half the rent. And I'm kind of ashamed to say I only paid half the rent. I should have paid the whole thing. But the truth is, I didn't really know the person at all. Actually, I didn't know the person at all. And I didn't have that. I didn't have time at that time to look further into it. You, know, you have to respect money too. And for some reason, she has a lot of rent money too. So I paid half and I figured, you know, she'll get there. Anyway, yesterday, my sales, it's Sunday. My sales team's off. Uh, the whole company's off. It's, we don't really work on the weekends. And somehow sales team makes five, five figures in sales. And then somehow I also get some five figure over $10,000. It was $15,000 actually, or $14,000 free money from a crypto airdrop. A lot of people got it. My buddy got $400,000. It's real, by the way. It's just from because I own some NFTs and the NFT project creators give us giving up free airdrops. So yesterday, huh, just got a random $14,000. And my sales team, which was off on Sunday, they also made five figures. And right away, it came to me and said, Yeah, that's because I helped. It's because I helped that lady with the rent. Now you might say, Well, I, dude, I'm not in a position where I can help somebody have to rent. Well, like I said, I don't care. If you're in a position to give somebody a dollar, give a dollar, it's the same thing. Because like I said, your dollar might be more meaningful than my me giving 5,000 or whatever. Or your smile to someone who's feeling down, that might be that might be in God's eyes like the great, much better than me giving $10,000. You know what I mean? So don't judge yourself. God judges you. Don't, don't start judging yourself and give whatever the hell you can. Because I promise you, you'll never go poor. Because... I'll tell you this. I have real estate, mutual funds, gold, real estate, if you can guess crypto, all this crap. I will tell you from personal experience, giving is by far the highest ROI investment of my life of all the other things I just mentioned to you combined. I'm, I'm telling you, there's no better ROI than giving at any time and stage of your life. Don't ever wait for that gift. I have to ask you this. When did you figure this out? The principle, the universal law of giving and reciprocity. When did I figure this out? Huh. I don't know. Was it like a moment where you had this epiphany where you, where the, you. The, oh, I, look, the truth, the truth be told. I mean, I, I come from, from, you know, a family of entrepreneurs generationally for many generations back. And I think historically I think it's a little bit of genetics too, to be honest with you, that like, you know, historically our families are relatively giving, but that being said, the make, the make more, give more movement that I started happened when, to be honest with you, I mean, it's not the greatest answer, but it was kind of always a natural thing for me. You know, even when I was selling cars, my life savings was in my back pocket, which was a few hundred dollars. If it was great, maybe it was like a thousand bucks. And, you know, that's all the money I had, just cash in my back pocket. And so, you know, most of the time I had a couple hundred bucks. So I'd go out for dinner with some friends. I remember one time some cousins and friends and the bill was only $50, but I only had like 200 to my name. And I said, Hey guys, it's on me. And you know, that you're talking about 25% of my net worth, you know, you know what I mean? So, sweat, so, sweat pearls are forming on the forehead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you see the things I never cared. I never cared about money because I think I was, I always grew up with the understanding that it it's always boring. comes back because mm-hmm. you ever, you ever ask a guy, Hey man, like, let's just say you go out for dinner with somebody or coffee with your friend and you forgot your wallet. And did you ever say, Oh man, you got five bucks. 
And the other said, oh, man, I wish you asked me three months ago. Because three months ago, I had $5. But you know what? I bought a burger, and I haven't had any money since then. Like, it's constantly replenishing. Do you know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. No, I think that, you know, I love that. The giving principle is, I think, I agree with you. Everyone who is in a position of abundance understands the principle. There's just no other way around it. And you're absolutely correct. The other thing, you know, when I explain this in my, in my courses, I said, you know, when you think about protecting, the protecting energy kind of goes down and the giving energy goes up. So the minute that energy is open and it goes, you know, it goes upward and outward, now you're creating something different. When you protect, you just push it down. It can't, it kind of can't go anywhere. It can't grow. It can't, it kind of can't do anything. Absolutely okay. a, a fascinating. So for somebody now who said, I like this guy, how can I find out more about him? I want, I want more of Akbar. Where do we, where do we send him? Well, listen, you know, we're at a stage in my career where we look for, uh, we, we try I'm not calling any, we, we look for people who are ready for success. And for many, many, many years, I was not ready for success. But at the end of the day, winners win with or without me. But with me, they just do it a lot quicker and easier and, and a lot more affordably. So what we do now is we look for people who want to win, people who want to make more to give more. And we actually partner with you. And me and my dream team work with you hands-on daily installing frameworks that have helped our clients collectively do over $50 million. And we partner with you, working with you daily uh, until you hit seven figures guaranteed. Pretty cool offer for 2022. So if you want to see if you qualify or you want to jam with us a little bit, just go to my website, which is my name, uh, akbarshik.com, A-K-B-A-R-S-H-E-I-S-H-E-I-K-H.com. And uh, check it out. Excellent. Well, and we'll also put that in the show notes. So for those of you who are interested in finding out more, you'll be able to do that. Any any last parting words that you want to leave the audience with? Yeah. Just uh, remember, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you can be doing anything you want. Make sure that you're happy doing what you do. And if you're not, then, then do something else. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was awesome to have you on the show. I like your I like your kind of chill vibe. Oh. That's a you know, very, very, very enjoyable interview. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. This was another episode of the Business Growth Architect Show. I am your host, Beata Chalet, the Growth Architect. Thank you so much for watching. And that's it for us today. Thank you for listening and watching the Business Growth Architect Show. I enjoyed having you here. And for accountability, just take one of the strategies that you have heard, one thing that you can implement in your business immediately. Please leave comments. Don't forget to like and share this show. And if you have any questions about business, please put them in the comments. We are here for you. We're here to support you and help you to grow, build, and scale your own business. For more advice, please check out our website in the show notes below. Thank you again. This is Beat Chalet, the Growth Architect, and goodbye.